This is the Positive Psychology Podcast, episode number 15. Welcome to the Positive Psychology Podcast, bringing your earbuds the science of the good life. And now your host, Kristen Trumpy. Today we're going to talk about meaning, and it is my hope that by listening to this, um, it will get you thinking about the role meaning plays in your own life. First up, what is meaning? Meaning is constructed, um, it's the same event can be interpreted in very different ways. Now, since we have a lot of listeners from the US, think about the introduction of Obamacare, for example. Some say, finally, everyone will have access to health care, while others feel like, no, 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 this law just insults my freedom of choice. So meaning is what makes all the difference, because the law is the same regardless of who reads it. Now, meaning is often defined as having two pillars, all right? So number one is comprehension, and number two is purpose. Now, when it comes to comprehension, it's really about understanding yourself, the world around you, and your place within this world. It's all about looking for patterns and finding significant in whatever happens to you and the world around you. Without this comprehension, life would basically just be a meaning of very random events. Now, purpose is defined as a highly motivating long-term goal. And it's important that you're passionate about it, that you're engaged and committed. And purpose is rewarding. Having a purpose is rewarding when it's congruent with your values, but not when you just copy someone else's purpose or fulfill other people's expectations. Usually, a purpose is not just for the benefit of our own self, okay? Um, A purpose is also a good antidote to habituation, which is basically getting used to things and then enjoying them less. Because a good purpose offers renewable sources for engagement and meaning, and it offers a compass to navigate our life by. Now, why is meaning important? If you don't understand what, what is meaningful to you, how can you use your energy to do and think the things that matter to you? So the benefits of having a sense that your own life is meaningful um, have been researched. And what they have found is that people who report a high meaning in life are generally happier, they have a higher sense of well-being, they feel they have more control over their lives, they're also more engaged at work, and they're less likely to suffer from depression and anxiety. They're also less likely to be workaholics, and last but not least, they are less likely to abuse any substances. If you're interested in psychology at all, it's basically impossible to get around Viktor Frankl. And for those of you who don't know who he is, he basically lived through the horrors of um, the Nazi regime and the concentration camps, and he got out of it. And the reason he survived was 
that he had something to live for. And that was his mission. His purpose was to help other people find their purpose. So Franco mentioned three things that give life meaning. He said it, it's about creation, elevating experiences, and reflecting and growing from negative experiences and suffering. Baumeister, on the other hand, he said that meaning comes from having a sense of purpose, a sense of self-worth, knowing your values, and a sense of being able to do the things well that you need to do in everyday life. Now, both of them omit relationships, which in different in all different kinds of studies seems to actually be the biggest source of meaning for people. What's the role of suffering? Well, they actually found in research that people who find meaning in traumatic events do better than those which don't. So if you can find any reason why something might have happened, or you maybe don't find a reason, but you see how even in the tragedy, maybe you and your community move closer together, that kind of thing. If you can find meaning in that way, you're better off than if you can't. Also, how well people cope with suffering is linked to how much meaning they report having in life. Now, we don't just have meaning. Usually there is some kind of search involved. And um, the motivation to search for meaning in life can be very different. So some people... They search for meaning because they feel they have no meaning whatsoever. Whereas others, they feel that they have lots of meaning in their life already, yet that it is a lifelong process and it's just a normal part of life is to constantly question meaning and expand one's ex um, understanding of it. Now those who report to be searching for meaning have been found to have some maybe not so pleasant effects. So people who report searching for meaning have been found to have higher, higher neuroticism. They also experience more negative emotions, uh, more anxiety, sometimes even depression. But they're also more open-minded than people who don't engage in that search. Now, this shows us that in order to come to a place where we can find some comprehension and a purpose that is in line with our true values, we might have to be prepared to go through some difficult times. However, this in itself could be seen as an opportunity because, as we have discussed before, those who find ways to deal with their suffering report having higher meaning in life and experience those benefits which we have mentioned in the beginning. So how can we get more meaning in life? Well, first of all, you have to know that this is a relative, relatively new field um, in positive psychology. There are not a lot of interventions that have been thoroughly researched. However, I have picked three which sound interesting to me. And a little disclaimer, okay, so really when you engage with this kind of work, just because of what I just said, okay, because it can trigger anxiety and some people even report having depression, it's important that you that you ask yourself where you are and that you make sure that you're safe, okay? So if you want to 
go on this quest for meaning, which is in itself a good thing, just make sure that you have help and support in case other things happen. And the other thing that's important is the the what I said before about neuroticism and negative emotions and anxiety and depression. I didn't mean that these things were triggered by searching for meaning, okay? It's not the same. Um, it's a correlation, which means that basically people who reported searching for meaning, they had these things, but maybe they had these things and as a result of being depressed and as a result of be- being anxious, they started to be more interested in meaning. So I'm not saying if you go on this quest for meaning, you will suddenly... Um, have negative emotions and anxiety and depression and all of that. I'm just saying that you might want to just, you know, just be careful. Just take care of yourself and make sure that you have support in case you do stumble upon some things in your life that might trouble you, okay? So exercise number one out of three that I picked out for you from the from the empirical studies is called the growth narrative. In the growth narrative, you think about two areas in your life in which you have grown as a person, okay? You supply specific examples, and you think about a challenge that you currently have and how these past experiences could help you grow out of the current issue, okay? Exercise number two is called childhood lessons. Now here, again, we write about two experiences which were important to us when we were kids. And in this exercise, you think about whether you learned any lessons from these experiences. And if so, what kind of lessons were they? How did these lessons influence you today? And what happened as a result? And my favorite of all these exercises is number three which is a picture-taking exercise. So you take 10 pictures of things that are meaningful to you, um, things, people, whatever it is, okay? And describe each picture because it's not maybe evident for other people what is on there, just in case you ever want to share this, okay? Um, So you write about why each of these things are meaningful to you. And now... As with most positive psychology exercises, all of these three, they sound very simple and harmless, actually. But I have tried out different exercises with um, a meetup group that I had that is called the Zurich um, Psychology of Happiness group. And we try out different exercises every once in a while, usually once a month. And um, we haven't done the picture exercise, although I'm sure I'll try to do that one day. But what happens is that usually people, they just hear it and they don't think like, wow, this is awesome, this sounds great. The, the, the effect actually only comes when you really do it, okay? So I would really encourage you to, to maybe pick one at first, one of these three. So the growth narrative, the childhood lessons, or the picture exercise. And just sit down for maybe 15 to 20 minutes and, and do them and see what happens, all right? And um, Michael Steger, who is uh, a meaning researcher, 
He says that a life without meaning is a life without a story, nothing to strive for, no sense of what might have been or what has been. Okay, so I hope you found this interesting and thought-provoking. Yeah, and now allow me to digress and tell you something personal, and it doesn't have to do much with meaning, I'm afraid. I never wanted to be famous, particularly because I always imagined how much it would suck if I would be eating a kebab and just a little sauce-filled meat would just fall on my shirt and some idiot paparazzi would print it. So really, I was never that attracted to being famous and being a star or anything like that. However, once many years ago, um, I was snowboarding in the mountains and a Japanese tourist wanted to take a picture of me. And that was weird. So, but I did it. And ever since I kind of had this idea that maybe I'm famous in Japan. Who knows? I mean, how would I know? They don't know who I am, what I look like. And um, ever since that happened, I thought, although I don't want to be famous, it would be really cool to have a fan in Japan. Now, fast forward a couple of years to last week, and I have an email in my inbox with the title, From a Fan in Japan. So, Martin, thanks so much for your email. Thanks so much for listening to every episode. Here's something for you. That was my assistant. Um, her name is Hello Kitty, and she's responsible for all the Japanese that has to go on this podcast. So anyway, um, it's wonderful to hear from my listeners and to hear from you guys and to know, because I do wonder who you are and who I'm actually talking to. And because I'm too shy to repeat this all the time, I asked Darren to do it for me. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help us out by sharing it with your network and leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love to hear from you at kristen at strengthphoenix.com. For show notes and more, head over to www.strengthsphoenix.com. Okay, I only did this because I have faith that you, dear listener, are a better speller than I am. In case you're not, and you were never a spelling bee champion, the word that he spelled was strengthsphoenix.com. Easy, right? Alrighty. So, talk to you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Positive Psychology Podcast. We're saying goodbye with Happy Yogurt.